This is our first podcast. This is the first episode, I should say, of Behind the Screens podcast, which is a podcast that we are doing for a project, part of our media production course at Red River College. And uh, none of us have done a podcast before, so this might be a very interesting experience. And we're going to be doing some things that probably you're not supposed to do on a podcast, and we're going to be learning as we go. So, uh, yeah. So just to start off, uh, my name is David, and you guys can introduce yourselves. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Zoe. And I'm Jen. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be hanging out, and we're going to be watching a movie that was filmed in and around Winnipeg, and we're going to talk about it and see what kind of conversations we have. Uh, so, yeah, every two weeks we're going to be posting an episode of Behind the Screens podcast. We're going to start off by introducing to you what the film is. We'll probably play a little bit of the trailer or uh, some clips from the film just so you can kind of get an idea of what it sounds like if you haven't seen it. However, if you have not seen the movie, you probably should not listen to the episode because we're going to talk about the movie in its entirety and we're going to have tons of like spoilers and stuff and we're going to like reveal all the big surprises that you didn't see coming or you did see coming. And uh, yeah, so we'll probably watch the film before we start out. Uh, and then after we uh, introduce what the film is going to be, we're just going to get going on a conversation, kind of talk about our favorite parts, our least favorite parts, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then at the end of our conversation, we're all going to rate it on how recognizably Winnipeg or surrounding areas it is. Uh, and then we're going to rate it out of uh, how much we like it. And then we're all going to make up a logline that we think best describes the movie in our opinion. And then at the end of every episode, uh, we'll have a short clip called Behind the Scenes of Behind the Screens magazine, where uh, we just give you a little bit of a taste of what we're doing to get information for our magazine project. Uh, so maybe some interviews, maybe some clips from like events and stuff that we're checking out to give you a taste of what that's going to be all about. Now, I've been talking for this whole time already, so I'm going to throw it over to somebody else. Just to start off, because this is the first episode, we are going to introduce ourselves again, even though we've already done that. And then we're just going to talk about what types of movies that we usually watch and some of our favorite movies. So I'm not going to start because I've been talking already. So whoever wants to go first, go for it. Uh, I'm Andrew. Um, I'm usually into like pretty pretty wide variety of topics in terms of movies. Um if I had to pick like one genre, it'd probably be action. Can't turn down like a good explosion here and there. Um, but I would have to say my favorite movie is Les Miserables. I don't know what it is. Great I, action movie. Totally <laughs> don't usually like musicals, but for some reason, like that one just, I don't know. It just, it gets me right in the feels, I guess. Oh yeah. That one's intense. Um, my name is Zoe. Um, my favorite movie would probably be called uh, 20th Century Women. It is called 20th Century Women? <laughs> it would be called? It's called 20th Century Women. Okay. And um, I'm usually into... I really like cinematography, so most of the time when I watch a movie, I like it because it's visually beautiful. Um, so I'm usually into, like, I don't, I don't need a very intense plot for the movies I like, but I really like 20th Century Women or anything by Wes Anderson, basically. What's your favorite Wes Anderson movie? Oh, that's hard. Probably, no, that's pretty much impossible. You can't ask me that. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to it later on please. then. Please, yeah, by the end of it, after talking about Goon for a while, I'll know. Oh, <laughs> you spoiled the movie oh, that we were going to watch. Oh, no! I didn't even say it yet. That's okay. Shoot. All right, next person. All right, I'm Jen, and uh, I'd 
I don't know. I'm into a lot of movies. Definitely like a massive Harry Potter geek. So that's that's a thing about me. Um, <laughs> and I regrettably have to admit that I am weirdly into rom-com movies, even though I like strangely hate them, but I love them. It's a weird relationship. Don't know what's going on there. Do you have a favorite rom-com movie? Oh, man, I don't know. It's more like a guilty pleasure thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But when Harry know. met Sally. Have you seen When Harry Met Sally? I actually have not. <gasps> oh, okay. You have to watch that it's one. It's the most amazing rom-com. <laughs> That's the best one. Adorable. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. And uh, my name is David, and I'm acting as the episode leader today, which we decided means that I have to lead the conversation, and I have to talk about what the movie is, even though Zoe already stole my thunder for that one. Sorry about that. Uh, so the types of movies that I usually watch, I'm more into dramas than anything else, I think. Uh, and I'm a little bit of a Rotten Tomatoes snob mm-hmm. where most of my viewing is based off of what is recommended or highly rated on there. So anything that's got a pretty good rating, I'm usually willing to watch. And uh, yeah, I my favorite movie, I don't know, is like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's a good one. <gasps> Uh, I really liked Whiplash. Yeah, those are good ones. Uh, Yeah, so I think that's enough about us. Uh, One thing that we should mention before we get started is that despite being uh, a great magazine group and a great podcast group, that uh, none of us really hang out. (laughs) So this is probably going to be like the most time in a row that we spend together. And I feel like on top of learning a lot about the movies, it's going to be a journey where we learn a lot about each other. Oh, yeah. Beautifully put, David. Yeah, I think so. Let's get ready. Okay. Uh, So... As Zoe ruined, this week's uh, behind-the-screens podcast movie is Goon, which was filmed in or was which was released in 2011. Uh, it is directed by. This is supposed to be me doing my job better. Michael Dowsey. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how you pronounce Dowsey. Dowsey, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully Michael not. something. Yeah, we will not be pronouncing everybody's names correctly on this. Oh Michael D O W S E. However you pronounce it. Mikey D. He also directed uh, The F Word. Which one's that? That's the one with Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, he's yeah. Like a friend, he's yeah. in the friend zone. That's a rom-com. Yeah. We could, hmm. There we go. Jen's got a new rom-com to watch. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. And then it's written by uh, Jay Baruchel, who is a Canadian, mm-hmm. and Evan Goldberg, who is uh, a guy who wrote Superbad with Seth Meyers. Uh, not Seth Meyers. Wow. Oh, Seth my. Rogen. We're going <laughs> to probably cut that out. Uh, and then it stars uh, Sean William Scott, who everybody probably knows as Stifler from the American Pie series. My brother, he wants to offer you a contract. We're not here to play hockey. We're here to fight. This is one step under the beat lane. No glory holes here tonight. Hi, I'm Doug Ladd. Two rules, man. Stay away from my Percocets. And do you have any Percocets? All right. What do you help and take these guys? You are dumb. I'm on your team. I'm here to do whatever they need me to do. They need me to please, and I'll bleed for my team. You can do anything except punch people. What do I know? So you're like the Hebrew Dolph Lundgren. Doug, I dig hockey players. The violence, the beer. I'm horny a lot. <laughs> hey, you want to go? Yeah, okay. Good luck, man. Good luck to you too, bud. Knock him out. All right, so that's some of the trailer. That's just to get us back in the uh, zone in case we hadn't watched the movie yeah, uh, all last night, but we did. So <laughs> I think uh, we're all pretty fresh in memory of what it is. Uh, so Goon, for those of you who aren't familiar with it and are about to have the whole plot spoiled, uh, is a story about a guy named 
Doug Glatt, who is a bouncer at a bar, and he ends up being a hockey player, uh, and he's made a hockey player because of the fact that he can fight people and punch people in the face pretty well, and he starts playing, and there's uh, this guy named Ross, the boss, Ray, who is a uh, professional goon in their version, in the movie's version of like the NHL, I guess. And uh, he gets put back down to the farm team because he's fighting too much and he's getting old. And then uh, Doug and him end up kind of being these rivals. Uh, all while Doug is teaching another guy named Xavier Laflamme, who is a French hockey player on uh, Doug's team, the meaning of being a teammate and uh, respecting the team. So that's pretty much what the movie is about. Uh, so my first question, I guess, is to everybody and whoever wants to go first can just kind of jump in is what were your expectations of the movie before you were watching it? Like, did you know what it was going to be about? I mean, I had seen this like, I don't know, probably the year it came out. Um, but like it's called goon and like being a sports fan, like I kind of know what that is. And so I kind of was expecting like, you know, a couple good fighting scenes here and there, but. I think this like went a little over the top when I finally watched it. It was a little, uh, little ridiculous. But too go- like, was it too gory? You think? Well, like, yeah, I think it's just a bit unreasonable in its gore. Okay. And it had like a weird fascination with teeth <laughs> that oh. I found. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. But yeah, so. I expected like a sports movie, and I'm, <clears throat> like, I'm not super interested in sports. Like, I don't really watch them, but I do like sports movies. All the sports movies I've seen, I've really liked. Like Moneyball, I loved it. Yeah. So then I thought I'd watch Goon, and it'd be like, I'd be pretty impressed with this like story about sportsmanship and stuff. And no, I really disliked it. Well, it, was, it was about sportsmanship, kind of. It was lots of blood and crunching of bones, yes, and yeah. everybody was super obnoxious. Every- but <laughs> <laughs> who who do you think was like obnoxious? Like, what did you not? I hate I hate Jer- Jay Baruchel. Am I saying his name right? I have no idea. Probably. <laughs> okay, I hate him just Why? as an actor. He's like, I mean, he's probably the most iconic Canadian actor. But um, you think not the most, but one of the more most. More than Ryan Gosling? Not one, not more than Ryan Gosling. Like more than Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he besides the Ryans. Is Ryan he, Reynolds Canadian? Am I yeah, wrong? Yeah, yeah, from yeah, Vancouver. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, besides the Ryans, like him and Seth Rogen, are he's just below Seth Rogen. Is Seth um, Rogen also Canadian? Yes, of course. I, I did not more than Jim know Carrey? that either. Oh, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, Mike oh, yeah, Myers, him. Rachel McAdams, Michael J. Fox, William Shatner. Zoe, I think you misspoke. <laughs> There's a pretty big Okay, among... I think you don't Keanu dislike Reeves. him. I think you really like him because you just called him the most prominent <laughs> Canadian actor on top of all these other famous people. Among the demographic who would enjoy watching Goon, Jay Baruchel is like Leonardo DiCaprio. So, <laughs> and that's a statement I'm going to write in stone. I dislike Jay Baruchel very much and he was super obnoxious in this movie just lots of f words and well i think he wasn't the only one saying the f word though i think there was one scene where i counted like 49 f words in like a 13 minute scene i was wondering if anybody was going to try to count how many times they said the f word i should have actually kept tally but i I think with a rough guesstimate that was it yeah and um so like it was just not a feel-good movie. I, he, I mean, he had some nice conversations with uh, La, La Flamme, but, um, or the, the main character did anyway, but uh, I don't know. just was not what I was expecting. But I guess with Goon, I should have expected some fight scenes, but... Uh, 
for sure you should have expected some fight scenes. I should have, but that was just so much blood, and it was almost like he was just a hockey player because he can fight. Like, I'm pretty sure if I showed up and I was like, I can punch people, they wouldn't give me a position on a team. Well, I think that you have to be able to play hockey to a certain extent, which he, like, was obviously really terrible at in the beginning, but then he became pretty decent, right? Yeah. Did anybody? Does anybody here play hockey or, like, has played hockey? No, I can't no. even skate. No. I literally learned how to skate like last year, so that's. So do you skate? I I skate. My dad played uh, hockey professionally in England, but um, I I can't really skate very well. But uh. Wow, that was kind of like a like a braggy thing you just did. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Not a brag at all. I was saying England because no one really cares if he plays in England. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, so it's, it's still pretty cool. Though. No, I think that is really cool. I'm just saying it was probably about the same like, like equivalent to the league that this guy was playing in what's the main character's name Doug. i forgot i just thought his real i thought his name was goon too i also i was expecting i was like okay when do we meet goon but uh no i didn't meet goon but i guess doug was the goon so doug was played by uh sean william scott that's his name right i'm not Mm -hmm. wrong yeah yeah uh jen have you seen him in movies before you know what? I feel like I definitely had, like, I didn't actually recognize him right away. And I was like, where, like, where are you from? Because, yeah. like, I know I have seen you somewhere, but I have no idea where. Have you seen any of the American Pies? I've seen, like, one of them. Yeah, so he's, like, <laughs> so. he's pretty famous for being an American Pie and also Dude, Where's My Car with Ashton Kutcher. Oh, man. So okay. very, yeah. he's got very smart roles all the time, as oh, we yeah. can tell. He's also in, uh, he's in Ice Age. Oh, what? he is an Ice Age. Yeah, right? he's a he's a voice actor for Crash, which is he's one, one of those like little ferret-looking oh, yeah. things, like in the oh. newer Ice Age. One of the possums or something, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One, some of the newer ones, he's in there. Huh. So because you didn't know him, it was fine. Like you didn't feel like, because I felt like when I was watching, I was like, this is Stifler for yeah, most of the movie. That's all I could think about. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like even when I watched, because I only watched one of the American Pie movies, so like I didn't have that image in my head so it wasn't really getting to me a whole lot but like it was bothering me that like i couldn't figure out where i knew him from and yeah. i was thinking about that the entire movie the entire movie that's funny yeah uh so did you dislike the characters as much as zoe did did you have any favorite characters um there were a couple i didn't like like i'll be honest i kind of thought the coach was a bit of a dick the coach okay, yeah well because yeah. he like he takes advantage of like this super nice guy who like just because he can hit and like just basically makes him bleed all the time, which, like, Doug says he wants to bleed for his team, but, like, let's be real, this coach doesn't really care all that much about him. He's just like, hey, you can fight, and I can pay you money to fight on my team. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought he was kind of a dick, and I wasn't a big fan of that Laflamme dude either, but I don't know. He kind of turned around, but that was kind of an abrupt turnaround thing there, so I don't know how I felt about that. Okay, so opinions might change as we kind of go through this conversation about the movie. But just by like, just so we all see where we stand, Zoe's at a no. She did not <laughs> like this movie. Jen, are you at a no also? Um, I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Like, I did enjoy it. It just isn't in like a movie that I would probably watch again. Yeah. But it, I didn't mind it. It was all right. And Andrew, where are you at? I love it. You love it? <laughs> I love it. Okay, me and Andrew are team love it. This movie <laughs> is so funny. I it could was not funny. stop laughing the whole time. 
I didn't laugh a single time. I I laughed at how obviously Winnipeg it was. It was so obviously Winnipeg. It was very obviously Winnipeg, which we will get to in just a second because I want to talk about some of the spots that you recognized. For sure. I tried to jot down as many as I could, but yeah, we'll get to that in a second. I just want to go on the record and say, like, I thought it was good. I don't think it's like, it's not like a super, like, smart movie. It's not going to be like a critically acclaimed movie in the sense that it's like going to win an Oscar or anything like that. But I think as far as comedies go, I think that it kind of struck a chord with me because I grew up playing hockey and I grew up in like a small country town and like that is the way hockey players talk and that is the way that hockey players like that is true interact with one another and so maybe it was just like yeah maybe it was just kind of like okay yeah this is like such a realistic portrayal and uh, it was really funny because we had players on our team when I was playing hockey that were really big goons they weren't like bad (laughs) hockey players but they were, like, always just doing stuff that was so dumb. I I thought at the beginning how it was really funny um, when there was, like, those big bench brawls and stuff like that that they would show because it was just, like, so over the top. But that actually does happen in hockey sometime. And I think there's a lot of people out there who really like the fights and, like, the violence in hockey. Yeah. So for them, this is just kind of, like, getting it all in at once instead of watching, like, one fight per game maybe in a hockey game. They just got to watch, like, an hour and a half. Well, like, to be honest, I used to go to Moose games with my dad a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And those were, like, my favorite parts of the entire game. I would go out, like, during the the breaks or whatever and go and talk to my dad's friends. They're like, yeah, what was your favorite part? And I'm just like, well, I mean, that guy punched that guy in the face. So that was cool. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I think think it was pretty – yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was pretty funny. One fact about um, some of the fight scenes, the – there are some scenes where you can clearly tell that the people in the stands are cardboard cutouts. I know. Okay, I was going to talk to you guys about that, too. Did you guys notice that? I had no idea. Honestly, like, nothing like that stood out to me did you, I was watching. Did you notice that and then look it up, Zoe, or did you know that when you were watching it? Well, okay, I'll admit, I'm, I went on IMDb. I love IMDb. And then I was looking through continuity errors, because I also love just finding continuity errors in movies, because yeah. I'm a huge nerd like that. But um, <laughs> And then it was like... The, the people in the stands are cardboard cutouts most of, t- most of the time. And also the trailer park boys were in, the, when they were in a scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. When? Uh-huh. I think they were just in the stands, like, uh, right after his first, um, like, uh, brawl, like, on the ice. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, the cardboard cutouts, I didn't think that they were super noticeable unless you knew. Because the first time I watched the movie, I didn't know that. And I also found that out. And then when I watched it, like this time, most recent time, I could definitely tell because I think I was watching for it. Mm-hmm. It's really funny because they must use them when they film in the MTS Center because there's no way they were able to fill out like, the entire stadium. Yeah, no, but I you can it. for sure tell when it's just like one of the smaller arenas, like the, their home arena. Mm-hmm. You can see like the three back rows are just like non-moving people. It's super funny. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about some of the things that we recognized. What are like the most prominent things that people were like, "Oh, hey, I know that spot." Um, that scene where he takes his parents, brother, and his friend there to the restaurant. Yeah. To, uh, see Calexis or whatever it's called. Okay. Um, like that was like, that's a Winnipeg restaurant. It it was there for like 85, 86 years or something before it closed down. Um, like I used to go there all the time as a kid. So when I saw that, like, I was like, like that was like the one scene that was like, this is so Winnipeg. Yeah. And then, like, looking, like, at, like, the background and stuff, like, I knew exactly where it was and everything. Okay, yeah, because I, I assumed that was obviously a pretty famous Winnipeg restaurant, but I'd never, I've never been to it, and then I did hear that it was closed down. Was it good food? 
Yeah, like it used to be like burgers and stuff. Um, I think like right before it closed, it might have changed. Like maybe, but like I don't remember. But yeah, like it, it was, it's on, uh, or it was on Main Street. Okay. Um, right by that bowling alley there. Yeah. Have you guys been to that one? I've never been, no. But no. it had like a whole wall of celebrities who've been to, been there. Yeah, I was really curious to see like who all these people were, who have gone to this restaurant, because like I'm assuming they didn't just install those for the. Yeah, movie. no, like I, that's actual. From what I remember, like it was, like they did have that wall of pictures. Yeah. I thought the like the restaurant owner was so funny when he came yeah. out. He's like, free donairs for everybody. And then he's like, just donair sauce. Mm-hmm. And then he yells, water down the donair <laughs> sauce. <laughs> okay, I chuckled at that part. That's oh, the only so time I chuckled. <laughs> so he loves the movie. I the do. Movie. <laughs> I love it. She doesn't even like 20th century women anymore. Uh, no, no. It's on the back burner. She's all about goon. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so all of the hockey arenas were pretty notably Winnipeg, I thought. Or like... Canadian for sure, which is good because they were mostly filmed in Canada, except for the beginning when he's in Massachusetts still. Yeah. Because that's where like it starts off. And then the rest of the movie takes place in Halifax. The bridge is the Arlington Street Bridge, like the one that it opens on. Yeah. 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 And then, which is funny that they put the name of like the city over top of like the city that it's not. Yeah. Whereas I feel with like Halifax and St. John's when they do like the whole like title card thing of like this is Halifax and this is St. John's. I'm pretty sure those are the actual spots. Well, most of the time when they were pretending it was Halifax, it was Winnipeg. Yeah, but except for like the like that shot at the beginning where they're like this is Halifax, where it said Halifax. Was it? Well, I just assumed the whole thing was Winnipeg, but okay. Well, no, nope. I would assume it was Halifax because like the St. John's one was actually the St. John's Pier. Okay. Yeah, for sure I know that. I'm assuming the Halifax one because there would have to be water to be notably Halifax. Right. And also, I think there was a lighthouse, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, clearly, I've never traveled in Winnipeg. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah. It so was... the, the MTS Center was the Montreal Arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think at the beginning, it looked like they had all of the boards covered. Like, when they were doing, like, a giant shot, like, it looked like it was white over top of all the sponsors on the boards. Mm-hmm. And then the minute the game started, you could see all of them. Mm-hmm. And then you could see, like, Manitoba Liquor and Lottery logo and all that stuff. Yeah. My favorite was the Liquor Mart one. Because, yeah. like, everywhere else you can buy liquor just, like, in a grocery store or, like, Shoppers Drug Mart or something. And, like us, it's Liquor Mart. Yeah, exactly. So it was pretty funny that they had, like, a Liquor Mart uh, logo where you could probably buy alcohol not in a Liquor Mart if you needed to. Absolutely. And the Bill Sticky Fingers, that one... I, like, was so distracted. I think it was a fight scene, and I was more paying attention to the Bill Sticky Fingers thing. Did you find that because we're watching movies that are from Winnipeg, you were getting distracted by looking for Winnipeg stuff? Oh, I, like, from the minute the movie started, I was just looking for, like, where's Winnipeg, where's Winnipeg? So much so that I noticed that the address of Pat's house is 204, and I was like, it's a sign. Oh, was it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Stereo code. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's definitely a Winnipeg-looking house, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, all those bungalows. Yeah. So then in the beginning of the movie, he's working at a bar in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but it's actually the King's Head, right? It's the King's Head? I think so. Mm. I think the the bar at the very beginning is the King's Head. It looks like the King's Head like bar itself, and then it looked like the doors. But then I got really confused because he was standing beside a set of stairs. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. But I think I it's like the stairs in the was. King's Head that have like a bunch of chairs and stuff on them. Mm. But I'm not sure. I'm almost positive it was the King's Head. 
I don't know where the Halifax bar was though, with like those pool tables with like the really low hanging like stained glass lighting thing over top of it. Sure. Which I was sure somebody was gonna break one of those with the pool cue <laughs> in the movie. So I mean, that would have been funny. I think it would have really fit in well with the way that this movie played out with all the fighting and all the blood and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Which just, was just break stuff now, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think the outside of the Halifax bar was the outside of Fourth, right? Like the, the coffee shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I noticed that street, too. Like the brick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, recognizably Winnipeg places. And, like, all the bus, like the bus signs and stuff like that when they're walking down the street. Oh, yeah, there was, um, when she was walking back to Eva's house, it was um, Valor Road, and I live right near there, so I couldn't, like, not notice it. Oh, yeah, it said Valor Road. Yeah, Yeah, and there was a Winnipeg Transit, like, portage bus stop thing right in the back, and it was so obvious. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I feel like if you're watching this movie from Winnipeg, and nobody told you before you watched it that it was from Winnipeg, you'd you'd pick it up pretty quickly. Oh, yeah, and there's a sign in the background of one scene where they're supposed to be in Halifax, and it says, like, Winnipeg storage or something. Something about, like, clearly on the side of a building saying Winnipeg. Huh. Did not notice that. Mm-hmm. And then there was, um, when he goes for the date with Eva, it's, like, right around the corner from the college, Red River College. And you can see, um, like, the building that, uh, uh, it's called, like, the Saddlery or something. And they're going to the place where Mondragon used to be. Like that's what I recognize the most. I couldn't I couldn't pay attention. I was like, this is Winnipeg. <laughs> okay, so in this movie that half the room loved <laughs> and then a quarter of the room hated and then a quarter of the room enjoyed, but it's not their favorite movie. <laughs> I'm gonna make everybody say their favorite part of the movie. My favorite part is when she said when Eva said to Doug you make me want to stop sleeping with a bunch of guys. And he said, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. I think that's adorable. I think that Doug is actually the nicest person in the entire world. I will say my heart was, I, yeah, I have a soft spot. He, he was really sweet. Like sometimes when he was just so lovably dumb, I was like, okay. And like, he had a lot of really good lines. I thought for like talking to her, Mm -hmm. he said, you have a pretty name like your face. I feel like that's a pretty good line. Well, <laughs> it's sweet if you're dim-witted, but <laughs> not that you're dim-witted, but that di- Doug is pretty dim-witted. So I also think the line, give me your phone number, I promise I won't call you. Oh, that was good. That That's was smart, right? That was great. Yeah. I'm going to put that one in my back pocket. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think that I'm going to like tell that to all like my single friends. I'll be like, use this. They probably haven't seen Goon, came out in 2011. What are the odds? You'll be fine. And if they have seen Goon, marry them. Like that's that's true. Yeah, lock it down. Yeah, I think that's the uh, yeah the lesson here. Uh, yeah, Doug was a Doug was a pretty good character. I thought. So your favorite part was him talking to. Yeah, just him being cute with Eva. Yeah. Okay, Jen, what was your favorite part? So this is kind of a weird random part, but I have no idea why I found it hilarious. But as soon as Ray realizes that he's actually gonna have to like fight Doug because Doug's team is gonna be going into the playoffs, and he's looking at the TV and he's sitting at the bar and he just kind of goes. Okay, and then it just goes to the next scene, and I don't know why I found that hilarious. Oh, yeah. It was just the most random thing. Like, okay, I'm gonna have to beat the sh- crap out of this guy. Yeah. Like, whatever. I think that, yeah, I think that he was a really interesting character the whole time, and I also like that he was sitting inside that tiny little restaurant almost every single time we saw him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Was that a Winnipeg place? 
I don't know. I, don't, I was trying yeah, to figure that out. It. it probably was because the whole movie was filmed in Manitoba. Yeah, so it had to have. So been. if it was not Winnipeg, it was just like somewhere in Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah, they said Brandon and Portage La Prairie were in it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, because they needed like to have different rinks for all the different places, mm-hmm. which I thought was so funny because like Montreal is like such a big hockey city in Canada. So they gave Montreal like this massive arena, which was the MTS Center, and then the like the home arena of like the Halifax Highlanders, the team that Doug was playing for. They had like just this tiny little thing where the stands weren't even seats; they were just like long benches and stuff. Oh yeah, but like they're a suppo- community rink. Yeah, they're yep. supposed to be in the same league, which makes like yeah, I actually think that uh, like the bench rink is the St. James Civic Center. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I think they're like blue though. Or they were blue from what I remember in the St. James Civic Center. But because, like, I've never really seen, like, a rink with benches. It's just kind of weird. <laughs> it's usually, like, the stone things or you have, like, actual chairs. Well, for that one, because you you probably noticed that, like, most of the games that you saw in the montage of them playing hockey were all played in their home arena. Yeah, they were all home games. And, like, much. they probably, like, renovated that arena for the movie so much because oh, they sure. had, like, oh, yeah. the logo on the ice. And then they had, like, the stands and the... And the uh, locker room, all the right colors. Yeah. And then the big logo on the side of, like, the announcer's box. I thought it was really funny in the locker room because, like, the floor was blue and orange, which was probably the colors of the team that actually plays there because the Highlanders logo, you could tell that it was, like, on top of the floor. Like, it wasn't part of the floor. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there was, like, a lip. And then all of their name plates were, like, probably taped over ones that mm-hmm. were on top because they were, like, bigger than the actual thing. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, kind of like, I don't know. I feel like for people who play hockey or like recognize like those areas, they were like, you could probably tell that it was more like of a temporary setup for all the movies. Uh, so Andrew, what was your favorite part of the movie? Uh, I loved how over the top, uh, people's like ethnicities were. It, it was just so ridiculous that like the Frenchman was just like, su- I have like the super huge French accent. The European guys were just like really like weird and bizarre. Yeah. And then, like, the captain was just, like, the guy that, like, tries to, like, make everyone happy. And, like, he's, he's at the same time. Divorce. Yeah, at the same time, he's, like, always depressed about his divorce. And he just, like, fits that, like, depressed divorce husband kind of role. And it just. Yeah. It was all, like, it was all ridiculous. But, it, I don't know. It had, like, that, like, I guess it just fit, like, the type of movie it was. So. Yeah. Yeah, the characters, I really liked the characters in the movie. I thought it was pretty funny the way that they gave them all these distinct personalities. And also the relationships between them. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about, Zoe, let's talk about how heartwarming it was that Doug taught Xavier the meaning of being part of a team again. That was sweet. I did really enjoy, um, yeah, Xavier's, uh, like, his little talk with Doug on the couch and Doug was like, I just like my beer and my soup. And so he was like, hi. It was so, that was adorable. Yeah. That's when I was watching the whole time, I was like, Zoe's going to hate this entire movie probably except for Doug because Doug is just like the nicest guy in the entire world. And when he first gets to Halifax and he's like, lives in the same place as uh, Xavier and he's like, um, he's like, La Flemme is like, in bed with like some naked woman and Doug's just standing in the doorway like oh hi hi thanks for having me I was like oh what a sweetheart I feel like by the end of this uh this discussion we're gonna have Zoe converted I feel like we're making some progress so far she'll join the love team she's gonna join the love team yeah my heart is growing okay we're getting there we're getting there you're like the Grinch I am blow up at the end uh did you guys have you guys ever seen uh like an improv show from the Winnipeg improv group Crumbs 
No. No, I've never even heard of them. Okay. Well, Crumbs is like a pretty prominent Winnipeg improv group. Uh, and the backup goalie in the beginning of the movie that's always chewing bubblegum. Yeah. That is like one of the guys of Crumbs. Oh. His name's Steven Sim. Hmm. And I thought it was really funny because as soon as I saw him, the first time I watched the movie, I recognized him like immediately. And I was like, oh, that's so crazy. And then he's in the movie and I kept on watching for him. And then halfway through the movie, he's just not in the movie anymore. And they just have like a different backup goalie who does not chew in gum, but he just wears a baseball cap the entire time. Oh, man. So did he like sip coffee in his thermos or something too while he's on the bench? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He never plays. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I remember like when the movie was being filmed here. I remember a bunch of people talking about it and they're like, oh, a movie's being filmed here. We got to get on the set. We got to gotta get roles in it. And then I was looking through like the cast and crew, like the entire cast and crew. And I didn't recognize a single Winnipeg name. And I know a couple Winnipeg actors. So I was like, hmm, not even an extra role. Well, the well, they don't usually list extras in yeah. the credits, right? Yeah. If you go on IMDb, though, most of the times they list like every single extra oh, really? ever. Yeah. And I scrolled through and I didn't recognize anyone. Okay. Well, because my roommate said that her boyfriend's friends, like her boyfriend plays hockey. And mm-hmm. then uh, a lot of his friends are also hockey players. And a lot of her boyfriend's friends were like extra hockey players in the movie. So I don't think, yeah, I think, like, they were probably, like, sought-out people who were maybe aren't necessarily in, like, the acting community, but maybe they just sought-out people who were, like, hockey players just so that they didn't have to worry about, like, people not being very good skaters and stuff like that. Because if you think about how many different, like, hockey players they would have had to have out there just skating around for the background, right? I would have been so excited if I got to skate around in this movie. Yeah. So I wrote down a couple of... Uh, quotes that I thought were really funny. Uh, most of them are from Jay Baruchel, who's Zoe's favorite person yeah. in the entire world. Uh, but when he yells, take number 69. Take the number 69! It's hilarious! Is that number taken? I think that was the first indication that Jay Baruchel's character was going to be the most annoying person, probably for sure, in the movie. So, yeah. Zoe, do you want to talk a little bit about why he annoyed you so much? He... I just hate when actors, or, I mean, maybe it wasn't even his choice. Like, it was probably the writer of the film. He wrote the film. Okay, well, then it was definitely all his <laughs> fault. Do you, do you think that he wrote the film and he's like, I'm going to be this guy? Oh, absolutely. He lo- He's always that guy. He's, like, he has no personality in what other movies film. is he that guy? Um, Every movie that Seth Rogen kindly puts him in because he has no talent they're friends though right yeah but also seth rogan is like kj i know you can't do anything right so i'll like kindly let you be in some of my movies don't you don't you think that it's nice that friends are helping friends out yeah i guess so i think that's another point for zoe's making a way to team loves good (laughs) he is hiccup in how to train your dragon okay no that's an amazing movie okay he's very good in that he's also in uh the the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Oh, that's yeah, a bad, yeah. bad movie. That is a bad movie. And, but uh, he doesn't act like this character. No. is my point. <laughs> but he still has that. I just I can't I hate his voice, which I know is rude. He's in the end too. Oh, this is the end. Was a bad movie. You didn't like that movie? No, I don't like these movies where it's like, well, let's be bros being dudes and guys being dudes, and we'll all just say the f word a bunch of times and yeah, I did drink not enjoy beer. that movie. Either. I don't know that it's like my favorite movie, but I don't think it's as like I don't like it as much as like Goon. I'll say that because <laughs> Goon was the best. Also, I can't believe that Goon was only an hour and a half long. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like they got a lot going on in an hour and a half. 
movie, oh, yeah. which is like not something that typically is done so much anymore, right? Movies are not an hour and a half long. No, no. Like, like the odd time you'll get an action movie or something that's like an hour and a half, hour 45, but... Yeah, everything's like two hours. At least, like some push three sometimes. Yeah, which is nuts. And I felt like they did a lot in terms of like things that were happening and things that were changing mm-hmm. throughout the entire film. Yeah. So I felt like an hour and a half went by like just so quick. I could have gone with another hour of that movie. Some more fight scenes. Yep. Okay, we can talk a little bit about the fight scenes. Uh, did anybody like? Does anybody have a problem with blood? Who was like uncomfortable watching those parts? Yeah. You did. Okay. <laughs> I hate blood. Like even like movies, like drama movies, war movies. I really like like historic war movies like that, and I can't stand blood. So it's when like a buddy comedy, and there's so much blood. I hate that. It was awful. And the crunching of the bones. You can hear it in the trailer. It's awful. Yeah. It was really funny when they would do, like, fights and the punching would just go back and forth for so long. Like, especially the fight at the very end where Ross and Doug are fighting. Like, the amount of, like, punches you hear just back and forth. It's just so funny. Because they're hitting each other in the face so much. I don't have a problem with blood. But I will say that, like, at the end, with the ankle thing, oh, that I did oh, not man. like that. I cringed so hard at that. I did not like that. that at all. I could, even before he got into the fight, I was like, you had a skate go through your ankle, dude. Like, oh. what, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Like, it pucked <laughs> so to the face okay? and on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's my and favorite. And dude steps on, oh, because man. Because the whole movie, I was like, okay, I remember this oh. being really bloody and violent. But I was like, I want to talk about the most bloody and violent part. Just to see how face. people felt about it. But yeah, do you guys think it was more violent and like gross and like whatever when uh, they were fighting the end, like the climactic scene of the movie, or was it when he got the puck to the face when he was in the goalie? I got to say puck to the face because I think the fight at the end, like a lot of it is just the old wounds opening up. True. Yeah, that's true. But, like, the puck to the face, like, there's that one scene where it's kind of, like, a higher shot. And, like, there's, like, three or four guys, like, just whacking their sticks <laughs> for the puck, like, yeah. right in front yeah. of his face. And like, his, he's so swollen and, like, beat up after. Like, it's just, it, it was, like, it was a little tough to watch. Like, I'm usually okay with blood, but, like, I kind of, like, cringe a little bit yeah. when I was watching that. I felt like that part was the, that was the, like, most violent and bloody part for me. So, did you think that was worse than the fight at the end? I closed my eyes to all of the fighting and the blood so i just know that it was all awful it was all a 10 out of 10 bad so you just waited for the noise to stop yeah what noise did you wait for like the punchy noises to stop or like the blood gushing out to stop the sound of like it sounded like stomping on leaves like like little like fall leaves sometimes it sounds like that and i was like oh it's kind of nice like if i close my eyes <laughs> and i like take out one headphone i'm like okay this is bearable and then i just wait for silence or like for him to start saying nice things again were you watching it on a laptop you take out your headphones yes oh so you were like right up close to this movie oh yeah okay. yes i had to it was awful yeah i watched like i wouldn't want to watch it on a laptop i want my face to be so close to all that fighting i well, i could not watch it I could not let my roommates know I was watching this awful, horrible movie. Do you think they, your reputation is ruined now? Yeah. Well, I, I kept I kept the headphones in so that no one knows I was watching it. Well, I'm glad that we're not posting your commentary on watching this film online so that everybody <laughs> in the world can access that. Your reputation will be secret and fine. I only watch intelligent documentaries. Yeah. This is an intelligent hockey documentary. 
also based on a true story. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's based on a book, isn't it? Yeah. But I think the base the sorry the book is based on a real thing. I think so. Because did you guys watch through the credits? Yeah, those scenes, um, like those like mid credit scenes or whatever, were yeah. like actual like real footage of like actual Doug, who is not named Doug Glatt. Doug his Smith. name is Doug Smith, yeah. and his nickname is not Doug the Thug Glatt. It's Doug the Hammer Smith. Aw, well, it's not as good as Doug the Thug. Well, that's probably why they rewrote it. So, so like, did this also, Doug also take a puck to the face? Uh, yeah, that's what I want to know. That's some pretty intense stuff. Like, I bet you he did. I think most oh, hockey man. players take a puck to the face at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, right, right to the face to, like, save a goal like that? Like, We, we should also talk about the fact that after that happened to his face, he looked absolutely fine, and then he went and got beat up by Eva's boyfriend, and it was way worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was also pretty sad. So wait, Doug is such a nice guy. He <laughs> felt so bad about stealing the guy's girlfriend. They'd let himself get punched in the face. I feel like, oh, okay, yeah, poor guy. That's, that's, that's upsetting. I think that when we watch movies and we like the main character, we like those movies. That's really my focus in this <laughs> entire conversation. He was like, I just have so much pity for him. And I just want to, like, wrap him up in a blanket and be like, hey, don't fight and play hockey anymore. So okay. was Doug your favorite character? Yeah. Well, and the Don Sauce guy. Yeah, that guy was funny, too. <laughs> the restaurant yeah. owner. Yeah. What you guys think of, we haven't talked, like, almost at all about Xavier Laflamme, who's the French hockey player, who's kind of not so nice at the beginning to Doug. Uh, what do you guys think of his character and the way that, like, he changes from being, like, a really pessimistic and, like, moody guy to being like this guy who's like i'm gonna go score a goal for you right now i I don't know i thought his like change kind of came out of nowhere like to me there didn't seem like a lot of progression into like becoming like the nice like teammate that respects like the the club and everything like it was too quick yeah like to me it was just like okay like yeah now i'm good guy i'm gonna go win the game for us so but i don't know like that's just that's just what i saw from it all i had a soft spot for him from the moment it showed him afraid to skate on the ice again after being concussed so badly yeah that was pretty sad did we think he was uh attractive enough to be getting all these women and all this attention no no uh, yeah no <laughs> he had like that like that scene hair he looked like like a little sad boy <laughs> it felt really bad for him i think that he fits like the hockey player look very well though he definitely, yeah, he yeah. definitely does. I yeah. think Ross Ray, though, was, like, the best-looking hockey player out oh, there. Yeah. With uh, with his mullet, or, like, slick-back mullet, and his handle- handlebar mustache. Love the mustache. <laughs> there were a lot of good mustaches. Also, the goal- the main goalie for the Halifax Highlanders, uh, the way that he, were- he was wearing a hockey mask that had pictures of his mom. Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out what those were, actually. Yeah, it's his mom. Huh sweet yeah i feel like we got like a bunch of nice guys who just want to play some hockey they're just misunderstood yeah (laughs) this is basically like watching the mighty ducks yes (laughs) oh man i love the mighty ducks yeah so this is just the mighty ducks but the r-rated version and also the grown-up ducks yeah the grown-up ducks or like air bud that really made me see the light of sport movies 
I was going to ask if your favorite sport movie was an Air Bud movie. <laughs> Just assumed, yeah. I do assume. I think a lot of people with their favorite sport movies are Air Bud movies, probably. Mm-hmm. But Air Bud never plays hockey. No, he doesn't. No, that because uh, he's not a chimp, bi- though, right? There's a monkey that plays hockey. Yeah, which is oh. what's that called? MV- MVP. 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 Most valuable primate. Yeah. 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 And then there's a skateboarding or a snowboarding one too, I think. A skateboard. I think there's a skateboard one. And a snowboarding one. Yeah. yeah. There's three one. MVPs. I think. I think it's like MXP and then something else. Most extreme par- primate. I think so. Okay, yeah. we're killing it with the names here. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so all in all, I I like uh, watching sport movies quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that this one was one that at least they did something a little bit different with it and something that was kind of interesting mm-hmm. in that it wasn't about, like, the final part of most sport movies is, like, are they going to win the championship or, like, the trophy or, like, the big fight and stuff like that. So it was kind of nice that this was just about fighting. It was like a boxing movie but on hockey. Yeah, like we don't even actually know the end result of that final game because it ends with like a minute something left. Like the fight happens with like no time left and then we see uh, La Flamme score three goals but there's still time left on the clock. So like we don't even know. What? I thought they won. No, I don't think it says like the game is over. I think it just says like they're up 3-2 and I think there's some time left. Yeah, I think they might have been trying to like imply it. But yeah, I think you're right. I don't remember them ever actually oh, completely that's so ending. I'm almost I'm I'm, I'm almost sure. sure that they won the game. But that w- like that wasn't the championship. That was just to make it to the playoffs, I think. Yeah, as like the bottom seed yeah. too. So like yeah, it wasn't like a super like giant victory. It was a g- victory for Doug yeah. and for Leflam. Mm-hmm. And a, I think it was kind of a victory for Ross Ray too. I think it was a little victory for everyone. They I all th- had their their moments. Yeah, I think Ross Ray didn't want to be the, the that guy anymore. And yeah. I think that was a big part of it was like when Doug beat him, he's like, I don't have to be this guy anymore. I'm not the best and I can retire. I would like to say what my favorite quote is of the whole movie. I remember it now is at the very beginning when Doug is still a security guy at the bar and there's an old man at the bar and he's shaking the jukebox and he's like, I didn't win anything. And then Doug was like, that's because it's a jukebox. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. That was so sweet. Yeah, that was such a funny <laughs> This this has like so many lines in it. I feel like there's a, movies out there like Anchorman and uh, like those types of movies where everybody quotes it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm really surprised that nobody quotes Goon all the time because I feel like there's so many quotable lines in that movie. Like water down the donair sauce. That was, that was <laughs> a classic. Everybody, donair on the house tonight. Huh? Oh, pardon me. Donair sauce on the house, everybody. Don't get excited. Donair sauce. I think I'm going to use that from now on. I'm going to try to make that a thing. And then everybody's going to ask me what it is, and I'll say, watch the movie, and then I'll say, listen to the podcast. I've decided that every, like, because this is out every two weeks, every two weeks I'm going to make a, I'm going to find a quote from the movies we watch. I'm going to use it as much as I can. So for the next two weeks, what, is it going to be the gambling one? I didn't win anything. Is that what you're going to say for two weeks now? I really like the Donair sauce one. Yeah, I think that I think would the fit my life very really well. Good. Yeah. Water down the Donair sauce. Oh, yeah. If you don't want to give like 100%, just going to water it down. Water down the Donair sauce. <laughs> it's good. All right. So I think that we've had a pretty uh, lengthy conversation about the movie so far. I'm actually surprised. We've talked quite a while, but we haven't really like painted a picture of what this movie is really about, I don't think, very well. Like, I feel like we were kind of spotty all over the place, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd yeah. say so. 
There was a lot going on in that movie, though. So there's a there's a lot of yeah. stuff to talk about. There's a lot of interesting storylines. We got like the guy who's becoming a good hockey player, the guy who is a good hockey player but he doesn't respect the team, the divorced guy, the hockey coach. We got the guy who's a fighter and doesn't want to be in the hockey league anymore. We got a love story. So and then we have like the we didn't even talk about the family and the fact that Eugene Levy. Oh, this is oh, dad. Yeah. Amazing. Right. So there's so much going on. Uh, and we didn't really get into the friendship or talk about Jay Boucher, uh, hockey show. Oh, yeah. When that guy calls at the beginning and he's like, uh, Hi there. I was wondering if you like hot dogs. Huh. That's a. Yes. I like hot dogs. Great. Uh, but I prefer corn dogs because you don't need a bun for it, because the bun is all around it. And you can eat it from a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another good line. That's so good. If that's somebody, because at school we can be. If somebody says, "You guys, you want to go get a hot dog?" You go, "No, I prefer corn dogs," because you don't have to get a bun. <laughs> that's a great line, also. So, if you have listened to this whole episode and not seen the movie, which is, I don't know why anybody would do that. Rest assured that there's tons of stuff that we did not talk about, and it's still very enjoyable. Uh, so we're gonna wrap up the conversation uh, the way that we're gonna do it for every episode which is where each of us is going to give a out of five rating for how recognizably Winnipeg or surrounding area of Winnipeg is the film uh, out of five for just like how much we enjoyed the film. Uh, and then we're also going to give a quick log line. We're going to leave Zoe to last because I want to find out if she like upped, upped her appreciation for the movie after talking about how sweet Doug is. Sounds good. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Jen. All right. Um, so for recognizably Winnipeg, I would say probably four out of five. Cause like there were a couple of places where like I was kind of unsure, but I still kind of figured it was here. But most of the places I could figure it out that it was here, even if I didn't exactly know where it was. Okay. Um, and for the movie, I would give it a three out of five. Cause it was a good movie, but not not a rewatchable movie for me. I don't think. Like it was enjoyable enough. There were some good good lines in there and stuff, but not a good enough movie to for me would you recommend it to people to watch um depending on the type of person maybe that makes sense yeah so let's see what you came up with all right well i came up with a super nice guy punches his way to being the goon of the halifax team nice okay yeah cool andrew um i gave it a three out of five for how recognizably winnipeg it was okay um I don't know. I guess I just don't know the city as well as you guys because I, I had no idea some of these scenes were in Winnipeg. And then, like, listening to you guys talk about them, I'm like, well, that makes sense. But, like, I, none of it, like, occurred to me. Like, I thought it was just, like, a couple of scenes, like, at the hockey rinks and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there were some, like, pretty obvious ones, but I did not catch as much as you guys. So I gave it a three to five. Um, overall, four and a half out of five. It's ridiculous. It's stupid it's funny it's like a it's a new sports movie that like isn't made very often and uh it's just lovable like you can't hate doug no doug's a good guy mm-hmm. the best guy he's so sweet so yeah. four and a half out of five um in my description uh dimwit doug glatt punches his way into the hearts of halifax highlander fans oh okay similar to jen Mm-hmm. Got some punching <laughs> and got some uh, some Hilux, uh, Halifax Highlanders going there. Mm-hmm. I feel bad about my log line now because I did not make mine like a very good description of it. Mine's more funny than it is accurate. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll go. Uh, I gave it a 3.5 for recognizably Winnipeg. I feel like that is only if you 
are from Winnipeg, though. So, yeah, 3.5, because if you don't know what you're looking for, I feel like it's a little bit harder. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. I feel like because I've seen the places before, I definitely exactly. and I, would know. But, like, if I didn't live here, I wouldn't have known a lot of If that. nobody would have told me before the first time that I watched it, I don't think I would have realized it until the MTS Center. I think that's the only thing that pretty much anybody would be like, that's Manitoba. But, like, the bars and stuff like that in the streets, like, even Valor Road, like, I feel like they flash by pretty quickly. You got to be, like, watching for them. Uh, I gave it a 4.3 out of 5 because I think it's probably one of my more favorite uh, sports films. Uh, and then my log line is 91 minutes of that part from Happy Gilmore where Adam Sandler gets cut from the team <laughs> and he tries to fight everybody, except there's more blood. Perfect Love description it. of the movie. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Uh, Zoe, I want you to do overall rating absolutely last. Okay recognizably winnipeg i would say about like a 4.5 out of 5 wow okay. i i could not like it was distractingly winnipeg but like then again like if i didn't like live around winnipeg like at least they didn't show like the forks or like the museum or some kind of like famous winnipeg landmark true but, yeah. like yeah just because i know winnipeg really well i just yeah i could really tell for the log line it's not very good no that's okay but neither is the movie so. oh my god it's <laughs> like um, foreshadowing for what the overall rating is gonna be dimwits and donair sauce because that's all i liked about it that's what your log line is <laughs> yeah okay yeah dimwits so, and watered down donair sauce. <laughs> yeah watered down in brackets <laughs> um and my rating for the movie i hope you guys are happily surprised is uh, 2.4 out of 5. Oh, no. <laughs> we didn't even hit the 50% mark. <laughs> no, it fails, but it's not a zero. I came in here saying it was zero, and I hated it, and I have grown as a person. Wow. I mean, you bumped her up a couple points, David, yeah. so that's that's yeah. an accomplishment, We got her from zero to 2.4, apparently. And I would, like, I wouldn't recommend it to people, but, like, I think if I, I would definitely, if I was hanging out with friends, I would just say, like, hey, have you guys seen Goon? Like, I wouldn't say you guys should see Goon. I would just ask. And then if they said, no, have you, would you say, of course not? <laughs> yeah, I would say never. But um, no, I would have to talk to someone about how adorable Doug is. Because, yeah, what a, just a dream boy. I think that despite what Zoe says and what Jen says, that they would not recommend the movie. I think that if you have not watched the film, go watch it. Make an opinion for yourself. For sure, we've ruined the best line, which we've all agreed almost is the donair sauce part. Mm -hmm. So I hope you still find that amusing, uh, whoever watches this film. Uh, so yeah, okay, I think that kind of wraps up our talk about Goon uh, for our first episode of Behind the Screens podcast. And we're going to finish out the episode with just a little bit of a clip of Behind the Scenes of Behind the Screens magazine, uh, which is going to be coming from Jen and her conversations with some people who helped make some pretty interesting films in Winnipeg, or just outside of Winnipeg, right? Uh, yeah, it's just outside of Ildeshane, actually. Just outside of Ildeshane. Yeah. Okay. I went to the Chroma Ranch, which is made up of a bunch of barns painted in green and giant green screens, and talked to the owner named John. He told me about what it's like to film outside of Winnipeg and why they made the ranch. He also talked to me about the different kinds of movies that they film out there. I was looking into... Uh... Uh, inflatable green screen walls, they have those. Yeah. But the problem with that is it's too windy here. Yeah. The wall yes. will always move. Yeah. And uh, you can't you can't do anything against the wall. You can't touch them or anything. Yeah. 
Whereas this, we design it where the, the top of the girders are sticking out, and you can repel stunt guys down the side of it. Oh, that's... So if you had them repelling, then you could make it look like they're on the side of a building or something. Universal Studios has got the biggest one in North America. Mm -hmm. Well, they did. Yeah. Because we beat them by a 1,000 square feet. And so I assume there are quite a few challenges filming out here with the weather. <laughs> well, that, a little bit. actually, that's what they like is the weather. Oh, really? See, if you're if you're inside the studio, you can't blow anything up. You can't start any fires. You know, it's just uh -huh. just the the codes won't allow you to do that, right? Yeah, that's true. So then, they, what they have to do is they have to use effects to put it in afterwards. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can do it in practical. The actual set of the attic for uh, uh, the curse of Chucky. Okay. So when you, like they obviously they have all sorts of props and stuff. And then what they do is they, in that, they, they use three different buildings for that one building. This was the attic, then they had a second floor and a main floor were two different buildings. And then see what they did is like they, they built this, which is a, a door to nowhere. Oh yeah. Because this ties into the other building. So uh, in, in The Curse of Chucky, he's up here, Chucky's up here, and he pokes the, the, the chick's eye out mm -hmm. and then throws her down the stairs. Yeah. This is where they throw her down. Okay. And then it ties into the next building where she comes down the actual staircase. So they reinforce the floor because there's like 40 crew members up here. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You know, yeah. they have to just, they have engineers coming. Nothing is by chance in the movies. Okay, so yeah, that's it for the episode. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Uh, my name is David. I'm Zoe. I'm Jen. And I'm Andrew. I don't know why I made us do that. That was really awkward. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. <laughs> well, now we're going to do that every episode. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week when our movie is going to be something else. <laughs> Secret. Yeah. Stay tuned. No matter what happens out there, they will know.